Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. A Monday is upon us. There's a lot happening in the world, a lot continuing to happen as we continue to see the, the COVID-19 continue to spread. So before I wanted uh, to jump into Final Bell, I wanted just to say our thoughts and our prayers out to everybody that's being affected, those in the agricultural industry that are being affected, uh, dairy producers that are having to dump milk because of it. Um, thank you to the truckers, the, the frontline health workers, my brothers and sisters who are EMTs and firefighters. Thank you for what you are doing as well, because you're all what's helping to keep this country moving but to these ag guys i tell you it's it's been tough and it will continue to be tough as we look at these markets today more negativity in the trade uh, a lot of things that are happening we know uh, ddg is in uh, two ethanol plants that are big creators of ddgs have announced that they will be closing one in nebraska one in iowa uh not only that uh how is this all going to affect the corn market? We have a planning intentions report out tomorrow. Did anybody forget that? Is it being overlooked? So lots of things as we look at what's been happening. We're bringing Eric Kruger in with us. Eric is with Smart Yield out of Kearney, Nebraska. And Eric, a lot of things to digest. I mean, outside influences of how I've always been a part of these markets as of late, but now it's added kind of that heavy layer of frosting, unfortunately. Unfortunately, it has, and and a little bit like you said, a little, you know, we all we all look forward to this report every year. It kind of gives us a baseline of where we're going to start and what we're going to look at it when it comes to planting and that corn bean ratio, and 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 it really is important for all of us. But kind of kind of in the shadow a little bit this year with everything else that's going on with all the, all the outside forces that we have um, today. Nice to see equities up. You know, S and P and Dow each up on a Monday. The dollar's coming back up a little bit, which doesn't help our commodities, I guess you'd say, but. You know, just a lot of other outside stuff. You know, we have the, the SSIP, the Stay Safe in Place kind of advisor, April 30th now. That's pushed back a whole other month. Um, and it's it's going to be interesting to see how the market digests that, how, how the economy digests that. I think there's just a lot of big factor, factors to look at going forward. Well, let's talk a little bit about this report tomorrow, because in many ways it has been overlooked. I mean, we've talked about it here and there that we have this planning intentions report last year. We saw the information pushed back because of flooding. This year, we're going to get a report, but it just seems to have been swept under the rug for the most part. Yeah, a little bit. And I think I think I think it's because people believe the trade is kind of recognizing that acres are going to be up. Um, you know, the Outlook Forum had corn at 94 million acres. The estimate right now from the trade is a little above that 94.3 and change. Soybeans was at 85 on the Outlook Forum. Uh, I think the trade thinks it's going to be right there, maybe a, just a little bit short, 84.8, or kind of right in those general areas. So I think when people see that, they step back and say, okay, that's maybe that's kind of cooked in a little bit. Let's not look for some big surprises. We also have to, to recognize that. Um, these numbers were from a couple weeks ago when the reports went out and, and when people were surveyed. So we step back and go, maybe a little bit's changed in the last few weeks. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see that. But I think the biggest thing about this report is going to be the stocks number. Um, with what's happening in the ethanol market, uh, carried over from the crude market, um, corn stocks uh, are going to be the lowest we've seen them for a little while. But how does that change with ethanol usage probably being ratcheted down? Um, does feed usage go up a little bit because we're going to push more corn over or uh, with some of these exports that we've seen recently, does that kind of offset that? It's it's going to be interesting. You know, I think the other thought is, is do they change a little bit from last year's crop? Do we ratchet that down a little bit or do they keep it the same and all of a sudden our stocks go up? So I think that's, to us, that's one of the biggest things to keep an eye on tomorrow morning. You know, and the excitement that's been happening, I saw a lot of pictures showing up over the last uh, week and a half or so on social media. Um, Minnesota, the Dakotas, we're seeing a lot of corn coming out of the field. 
yeah, and I, I think that's where that stock snooper comes into play. And you know, on the December report, that's that's uh, a credit to being in the bin. And I think now we'll see whether uh, that if they change that number at all. Um, but a lot of a lot will be learned tomorrow morning, and we'll kind of have a baseline then to kind of to work off here through April and and into May and through planning. And, of course, wondering what Mother Nature is going to throw at us as well. It's been very very rainy. It's cold. Guys want to get in the field. They want to be able to smell that fresh dirt more, I think, for the for the soul than the seed at this point. I think so. Nothing like self, self-isolation in a tractor. You know, and I, I, I look, you know, in our, our local area, it's been a little wet. It, it continues to stay that way. They changed the forecast from looking like a little more dry into the first part of April. Now, there are a lot of parts of the country that are going to be a little colder, a little wetter. So, um, you know, Iowa's kind of that middle area that it looks like they're going to be able to get going in a normal time. And you get on either side of Iowa, and it looks like we could have some perceived issues. We're a long ways from that. After last year, and you look at everything with planning, it's, it's just really hard to talk about us maybe having a planning issue but I I think it's something we just you know sometimes you got to look for the bright spots of the market and I think that's something we can talk about I think um, you look at uh, weekly exports inspections this morning we had a huge number on corn huge number on corn uh, beans and wheat kind of in the lower end of the range but there's some positives there how much of a factor has Vero saying they're going to close that plant in Albion Nebraska and in Iowa knowing the amount of DDGs that move through those plants going to affect the market you know, I think that's that's yet to be seen, but it's it's one of those one of the biggest concerns we're, we're getting in phone calls is going, hey, um, where are we going to get this from if we can't? What are we, you know, what are we doing about it? And a lot of guys are looking to procure some more corn to grind, and I, I think if I if we knew how long it'd be shut down, we have a little more definitive answer, but we don't know. Um, hopefully, we can kind of work through this, and it's short lived, and by the summer we're not talking about that anymore. But that's all speculation. We have no idea how long it'll last. So. I think right now it's a very real issue. It's, it's going to affect our stocks. It's going to affect the demand side of things for old, old crop corn. And um, going forward, it's just something we're going to have to deal with. And, uh, and you looked beyond that and, and the effects, uh, the, the soybean market, we saw a mixed type of market trade today. Are they just kind of following along on the coattails for the most part to the rest of the grain complex? Yeah, and they've had some positive news here. We had an announcement this morning of another 285,000 tons uh, to Mexico for for 2021. Uh, And you look at the funds um, going from a short last week, covering that up on the managed money side, almost to neutral. So that's kind of positive. There's some stories out of South America where... We're seeing some, you know, potential delays in the supply chain and where they're getting trucks moved to just because of shutdowns. Um, we've seen, you know, that added thought that China's going to start buying, buying uh, more soybeans. We've had really a 60, 70 cent move up. We've got more coming up. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as we continue our conversation with Eric Kruger of Smart Yield. And we were talking a little bit over the, over the break, uh, commercial break about, um, South America. We know that, um, there was some talk earlier and I haven't seen anything confirming yet, but they were talking about some ports and maybe closing them down just to keep people safe. What are you hearing? What does that in turn then mean for some export opportunities for us with beans, knowing that there's some negativity in there with the dollar? Um, yeah, I, I think it, it, it lends the thought that we might see a little bit of um, 
importer fret where guys are going to get a little worried about some delays that could happen in the South American supply chain, um, whether they close those down or not. We're not sure on that yet. We won't know. Um, but if they do, I think there's there's a little bit of thought that that spillover comes to us. Um, the hard part is, is when you start looking at currencies and how that works when it comes to exports, um, the dollar moving back up now, kind of correcting back up, isn't helping anything. But it, it's nice to see some being sold to Mexico today, and hopefully we can um, continue to see some exports. Look at the dollar. I mean, we were talking about this as well. It's good to see the dollar have some positives, but from an export standpoint, it's kind of a stab in the back. Yeah, it always is, and it's always that catch-22. And really, we saw a run-up to the dollar, almost a 104, uh, from really below that 95 area. And then we broke back all the way into the 97 area, and we've kind of hold steady on that. Hopefully, um, you know, for, for not, you know, for the commodity side of the business, hopefully we can see the dollar kind of correct back a little bit lower here. Um, that definitely helps us when it comes to moving grain compared to other countries that in South America, for example, that their currency is so low. It's just there's nothing we can do about it to compete when it comes to the value of their currency versus ours. Well, let's jump over to the livestock side. I mean, unfortunately, the hogs saw a limit down trade once again, but we can say there may have been a tad bit of positives with the cattle market. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of funny to look at it and go, well, I feel pretty good about looking at, at the cattle screen when we don't have a lock limit move on one side or the other. Over on the hogs, we didn't have an expanded limit move down, but, you know, on cattle, it was, it was much more quiet. Um, we played on both sides, uh, positive for a while and negative, close negative, but definitely not the sharp drops that we've seen over the last, you know, really last two weeks. Hopefully, we can hold some of these lows that we have in place. Uh, we're only within a few dollars of those traded right to them, but hopefully uh hopefully if we see those lows um hold we could maybe see a little footing in the cattle market so if this has kind of set the tone for the week can we see maybe a positive uptrend and maybe have set a low in place for the cattle for the time being i, I, I hope so you know beef's going to start probably setting back we had an amazing run on the beef side of it um over in the cutout and i think that's going to come back a little bit we had the cash market trade up as high as a, a limited trade up to 122 really that 120 area solid and i think the thought is is that'll be a little bit lower this week but when you step back and look at april cattle coming off the board today um, on the close in this $99 area, there's still this this huge discrepancy between cash and the futures market. And the, the job of the market is hopefully to see that come together somewhere in the middle. And hopefully we'll see that, which means hope maybe we do find a little support in here. The box is traded lower as well for a Monday. Yeah, and I, I think that's, you know, that's probably a limiting factor a little bit as well with us uh, seeing cash go anywhere. Okay, so these hogs, I mean, triple digits, lower, um, expanded limits today, not the way you want to start out a Monday. Not the way we want to start out a Monday uh, over in the port complex. Um, and I think that's really just, uh, uh, I guess, a product of really a short-term supply that we have that's really strong, um, not as strong on the demand side. So we're probably going to need to see a little bit lower of a price. Uh, we saw the cutout break almost you know, $10 last week uh, in the last four sessions. So I, I really think that uh, seeing a little correction there is probably warranted. It's hard to say that when we're trading here in this low 50 area, but um, right now it's just a lot of supply and, and not a lot of demand right now. And hopefully the next report that comes out cold storage will show some different numbers than what we've seen in the in the recent months. Yeah, well, let's hope so. And I think there's, you know, there's still always that underlying thought that we need to move move forth to this market and, and the world market. But right now, and, and as of so far, we just we've seen it, but we haven't seen it to the magnitude that we haven't overproduced what we we have demand.
All right. We know guys want to get the cattle moved. They want to get the hogs moved. They want to get the planters in the fields. Easy to lose focus on the communication and getting things in place, maybe with some new crop uh, sales. What do you want them to think about in the in the weeks ahead? Yeah, I think guys need this to just really focus on uh, having their plan. We always we always preach that have a plan in place. And right now, there's no better time than to have a plan and try and try and set some targets out there and know where maybe this market could get to. And if it, if it gets there, guys are going to be busy. Guys are going to be in the middle of doing uh, what we do during the growing season. Um, and whatever time of year that is, you just got to be ready to pull the trigger. So we like to encourage guys just to make sure they're keeping an eye on it. Everybody does, but know what prices do for you and, and know where you. You need to really make those decisions and obviously knowing the bottom line of your input costs and moving forward yeah, absolutely absolutely that's one of the hardest things it's a moving target but you got to really kind of have some of it penciled down all right sounds good what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you eric uh, they can call us 308-234-6805 or they can go online to mysmartyield.com. All right, sounds good. Eric Kruger has been joining us today. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options do involve substantial risk of loss or not suitable for all investors. That is the Monday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all of your local Fontenelle dealers. You can check this out as a podcast, ruralradio.com or wherever you subscribe for your free podcast. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.